You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 248, for the week of 23rd of November, 2016. I'm Ben, and ably assisting me with this episode are... Eddie. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff, the pop culture superstore, and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the NECA Ultimate Evil Dead 2, Ash Williams, and the Mezco 112 Collective convention-exclusive classic Captain America. Greetings, gentlemen. Greetings. Hey. Hmm. No, it's not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) It feels really weird. It feels like it's been ages since I've been on, but uh, I was on 246. Maybe I just haven't chatted to you for a while, Scotty. Oh, that's possible. Yeah, we've been Mm -hmm. shooting in the nighting, perhaps. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Anyway, what's been happening? Oh, I've been uh, shipping in the nighting with my beloved. Uh, (laughs) So for the second time this this last school term, we... Um, missed each other at the airport by about an hour flying in opposite directions. Um, so I was away last week, home just for the weekend, but she is away for the weekend. Um, right. Yep. So uh, thank goodness for FaceTime is all I can say. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah, but, yep, all good. Um, Christmas shopping has kind of begun. So both, uh, both mm-hmm. of the Scottettes, uh had... Uh, things bought for them today with them participating that are, this is going away for Christmas kind of things. And I was like, okay, well, so um, other than that, it's all just kind of check. Oh, our landscaping project that we've had going on, which kind of turned into a landscaping saga for a while because of all of the, oh, no. uh, just because all of the rain, like um, yes. has now it's nearly done with what's it's drainage and decking and, um, landscaping and the drainage is done the decking is done um and now uh we just have a few final bits of landscaping to be done before we can um you know say bye-bye to our our landscaper who is very nice but still i don't want to marry him i want him to do the job and want him to go away so um (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it was all it was meant to be done a month ago but it's just been kind of one of those things um, but yeah, all all good here in Scotland. Excellent, excellent. Good to see you getting on top of the Christmas shopping. I like to get things done as well. Yeah, well, as as the kids get older and the wants get bigger, then the volume, mm. you know, in terms of number, gets less. So that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, they're particularly the younger one who is the horse rider. You know, her uh, wants are bigger ticket items, so there's more planning involved. You know, yeah. which is all, which is fine. Like you know, and um, and uh, it's actually a good, but it's kind of funny because you know, you, you, I like the surprise presents and you know that sort of thing. So you yeah, kind of yeah. still find a way to do that without breaking the bank. So, um, mm-hmm. no, all good, all good. <laughs> Excellent. What about you, Mister Eddie? I've been really boring. I've just been <laughs> at work. It's been uh, just a work, work time. I did um, 
Actually, I forgot to mention on last week's show, uh, I did get to drop over onto the Crawl Space Spider-Man podcast. And at the end of the year, they do a special Jeopardy episode of Spider-Man questions. And I uh, dropped in to represent Australia on there. And I will be the shame of the country when it comes to comic book knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) I generally consider myself a bit of a comic book fan but uh these guys are hardcore spider-man <laughs> fanatics and when you're getting questions about the hostess like cupcake ad villains oh, and yeah. what's like that it's uh did all right did yes in, uh, that but um in which yeah. particular issue of amazing spider-man on what particular page on which particular panel did steve ditko not ink yeah, it's um, questions <laughs> along. There was one one year that was like, how many thought balloons did Mary Jane have during the John Romita senior run? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> questions like that. But um, everyone else seems to know the answer to like, But, yeah, so uh, but, uh, it was uh, uh, fun to hang around on a different uh, podcast. It's like going overseas. Some of the stuff seems very much the same and then they do – Things slightly different to the way we do things. Sure, yeah. I can't look at that. Yeah, but it's always uh, nice to return home here. What about you, Mr. Ben? What's been happening in your neck of the woods? Um, Very busy at work, but uh, I I bought a safe. How exciting. Oh. Oh. Something I've been stalking for a while now, and uh, I, um, a friend of mine is going uh, on a holiday in a couple of months and he's going very close to the one place in Australia that does comic book grading and uh, he's getting a bunch of stuff done and I'm sort of thinking for insurance purposes I should get a couple of things, you know, professionally graded so I can get a decent uh, estimate of value. And so I started sort of getting a bunch of stuff together. Like I'm not that big into the whole third-party grading thing uh, at all. Uh, I enjoy having my comics and just reading them, but um, I started sort of getting a, a pile together and doing a rough calculation of value, and then just coincidentally my wife was talking about her jewellery and said, you know, I've sort of got a bit of jewellery now, and then uh, almost, you know, as they say, it comes in threes. Um, my wife's father um, gave her this small sort of um, wooden box, kind of a bit smaller than a shoebox, and went, you know, it's, it's probably time I pass this on to you, and, it's, of course, it's got all the family heirlooms and, you know, um, the citizenship documents of a great-great-grandfather, you know, that, that box that every family has that has the, the heirloomy type stuff in it. And uh, my mother gave me our family one a few years ago that I keep here. And I said, you know, I think maybe it's time we sort of got all this together in the one place. And so, um, yes, I, I, I had two rather um, enormous Fijian men uh, come and deliver my safe during the week and, and install it in the, a discreet place in the garage. <laughs> and uh, they... I went, I actually went into the shop and was looking at them all and I, I chatted to a locksmith who was really, really helpful and he spent ages with me and I finally chose one. And when he went off to get me a quote on the price, I sort of tried to move the safe a little bit, you know, to see if it, it would budge because it weighs 280 kilos or something like that, some wow. huge amount, like 600 pounds. And uh, I thought, wow, you know, that thing doesn't move. 
But man, when those two guys got here, they were they were slinging that thing around. <laughs> it was very impressive. So anyway, it's in and it's it's doing its thing, and you know you never don't have to worry now. Sort of great grandfather's pocket watch that hasn't worked in you know four decades or something is safely tucked away. So that's, oh, that's cute. Yeah, I think, the, I think the only thing in our heirloom box is some like Dame Edna average coasters. That's about. <laughs> Classy. Yeah, I did. That's yeah. I did wonder if it was fancy. That, yeah, that opportunity where you know the crap would start to come out of the woodwork from once we told the the parents that we had this thing. So I think the, the <laughs> definition of an heirloom is something that's you know absolutely fugly, but no one's got the heart to throw out. So. Yeah, that is really funny. Or it'll be the safe will become an heirloom just because no one can move it to throw it out. (laughs) (laughs) Generation. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, we're going to talk about some future family heirlooms uh, later in the show, but uh, (laughs) maybe we should get started with some articulated news. Let's do it. Colonel Steve Austin, the $6 million man, and the new Bionic Transport and Repair Station. The rocket's crashing! We'll put him in the Bionic Repair Station. We can rebuild him. We'll replace the modules in the Bionic arm. No injury here. We'll have to check his eye. Bionic eye, A-OK. $6 million man, ready for action. New Bionic Transport and Repair Station sold separately. The $6 million man, new from Kenner. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And Articulated News is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And, Scotty, you're kicking us off. I sure am, and I am starting with some bombshell news. Uh, So DC Collectibles' bombshell line uh, reviewed the Killer Frost and uh, Bumblebee last week. Um, they've just released, or they're about to release, a, a book, a hardcover collection called The Art of DC Comics Bombshells that is a history of the line and the art going back to 2013. Um, but alongside that, they have shown the first pictures of the Vixen bombshell statue. Now, we saw the concept art of this earlier, which I thought looked fantastic. Um, now I've seen the statue, and I have to say I'm a bit torn um, yeah. yeah, the, the, uh, I'm not, it's not working for me. And I, I think it's actually the color choices. So that the, it's quite interesting because the, the color choices, the color in the Aunt Lucia pinup, which is, yeah, you can definitely tell it's Vixen. It's got, um, you know, her kind of trademark colors, which is a bit more subtle. And then in the sculpted version, they've gone for something that, uh, I just don't think it, works quite as well no i think the pendant is lost for starters because it's the same color almost as uh, the dress that she's wearing yeah um and they've i mean that change in color from that sort of rich brown to a very vibrant yellow um i don't know and i'm also looking at the portrait and it looks very um jada pinkett smith yeah uh yeah i i kind of wonder what the feedback on this will be and whether or not there might be scope to revisit the paint apps there because I, mm. I I feel like someone's kind of come and said, oh, that's not Vixen enough. We need to go more towards her, you know, costume colors because the dress, you know, in the the artwork is 
that you know kind of darker brown and then the mm. they've gone for something that is that more kind of orangey of her her modern you know her costume but like you said her totem yeah. is totally lost in that like it it's really um clear and obvious in the artwork with the darker fabric behind it but then it's you know totally lost in the mm. um the way that they've done it and also i think that the yeah yeah. I do like the the dress, the way they've done the, uh, the the sequins or whatever they are that are all sparkly. That's um, that does look nice. Yeah, I think this is one where you would actually benefit from the nameplate too, because yes. uh, yeah, gosh, you know, you wouldn't know who that was. Um, no. I do wonder if it's just the angle of the photo as well. It seems like it's a bit of an odd front-on position too. You're right. You're right, and it is often hard to tell in this. Like I, you know, I think um, yeah, Vixen's getting a um, a bombshell statue. Um, it's really interesting because there's two different. Uh, she, she's been introduced into the kind of bombshell verse in the comics already, and um, and I think that her uh, that the Aunt Lucia version, color scheme wise, of her gear works much better than what they've actually done with this statue. Mm-hmm. So anyway, time will tell what happens with uh, that and what it looks like in person. I'm sure I'll be reviewing it on the show in the course of time. Um, now our good friends at Funko, of course, never stop doing things. And, uh, in the pop vinyl verse, there's a few different things happening at the moment. Um, there are some new Batman, um, pops that are, uh, been announced, um, which means that they're probably out now. Um, there is a, uh, what's called the super friends Batman. And it's that kind of more, um, cartoony, uh, color scheme, and then an Earth One Batman. Um, who's he when he's at home? What does that mean? What's an Earth? Yeah, um, that's Earth One is the graphic novel line. Uh, so it's the Jeff Johns. Good grief. Okay. Uh, yeah. um, to their to their credit, they are different poses. It's not just the same sculpt, mm. you know, repainted. Um, and of course, I'm sure these will sell regardless. So it's all good. Um, and then if you were thinking of what license uh, could Funko <laughs> possibly not have touched yet, well, Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah. yeah. So Winnie the Pooh pops are on the way, coming this winter, um, which probably means now. And mm-hmm. these I think are really cute. The Pooh, Piglet, Eeyore, Roo, and then oh, two different versions of Heffalump. That's a bit silly. A woozle at your a different what's, what's I think he's got like flocking on the Winnie the Pooh. Oh, flocked Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Oh my goodness, three different heffalumps. Good grief. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> it's an outrage. Oh, I love this. We lost this, this is the hill you're gonna die on. This is where you're gonna stick that flag in the ground and That's say right. no more. No more heffalumps. No more heffalumps. Yep. And they're all the same number. Yeah. So they're all 256, but there's three different heffalump variants. I'm not quite sure that was necessary. Um, <laughs> they work well. I actually think, I, yeah. I think Rue, people, Rue, Eeyore, I think they look great. Yeah, they look fantastic. Actually, hang on. Yeah. Oh, am I missing Tigger? Did I see Tigger? No, no, no Tigger, no rabbit. So no rabbit, no, no owl. No kanga. Or gopher. Gopher? Mm. Yeah, gopher doesn't really so, or Maybe, I don't know, maybe sort of Tigger's the... Uh, yep. Another big ones are waiting for series two or something. Yeah, yeah. There's enough to do series two actually. You yeah. know, whenever they announce a new um, 
a new pop line like this, my first thought is, haven't I seen those as pops? I just feel like, you know, every time I go to one of these stores yeah, yeah, where yeah. there's just this enormous wall of pops, it's like there's one of everything ever. So, yeah, yeah I, I would have sworn that, that Winnie the Pooh, yeah. Mm, there you go. I don't think so. Um, so there are some exclusives here. There's a grey Eeyore, which is standard, and then the blue Eeyore and the striped heffalump are Barnes & Noble exclusives, so I don't know whether those are will be gettable in Australia or not. But the flopped poo, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you should see a doctor. I know. Toy, toy terminology out of context. Um, that is a Hot Topic exclusive, which means that we will get that at Zing because EB Games gets the Hot Topic. Yeah, yeah. generally we... Um... You do end up seeing most of the exclusives down here in Australia, yeah. so yeah. It must just be US rights that they it must be get because I'm swimming in New York Comic Con exclusives oh, at the moment. Yeah. Every story going to yeah. yeah, yeah. They they I think that um, Australia has got like I think it was easier to get the New York Comic Con pops here than it was in the states, <laughs> or maybe even at yeah. the con. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also coming uh, are Beauty and the Beast pops, two versions of Belle, the Beast, and Gaston, and they look fantastic. Oh, well, Gaston. <laughs> Sorry. How do you got to say it? What? You can say it properly. Say Gaston. Gaston. Okay, radio. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, um, the yeah. So anyway, that's our uh, requisite Funko Pop news for the episode. Um, Mesco and the One Twelve Collective line carries on. Frankenstein, I believe, is out now. I decided to pass on that one. I can't collect all of these. There's not enough room and not mm. enough money. Um, <laughs> but if you uh, did get the Frankenstein, then you can also buy a doorway environment. Now, look, I just got to say, um, Mesco Marketing, you need to work on sexier names for these things. You know? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. What it's pretty dull. It? Doorway environment. <laughs> uh, it mm. actually looks fantastic. Like, yeah. um, you know, so it is a, it's a diorama piece, you know, like from the, the, the film. And uh, it's, you know, when he comes out of the doorway of the lab for the first time. Um, yeah. And uh, it's done in that kind of black and whitey, you know, grayscale sort of style. So you can really make a nice diorama piece out of your Frankenstein. But, yeah, not a sexy name. Uh, I hope this is actually the start of a new thing. I hope this line is successful enough with no thanks to me because I haven't picked one up yet. But um, <laughs> I'm doing my bit. I, yes, you are. <laughs> represent. Um, I, I hope this is the start of something, you know, that we see some kind of a generic superhero type, you know, um, uh, headquarters room bridge type thing that um, – that they could sort of uh, use as a, like, you know, a shield bridge or something like that, not a helicarrier. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I just think that's something that's really lacking in the market at the moment. So mm. hopefully this does well enough that it generates interest. So this, uh, the Dory environment is exclusive to the Mezco website. Um, and uh, you can buy it either as a bundle with Frankenstein or on its own. Because um, there are, I believe, there's a couple of different versions of Frankenstein. There's a black and white one and a color one. So um, the, the yeah, this is 
oh, now I look at this and I'm like, oh, maybe I do need this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Um, I'll, actually, I will be talking about uh, trying to order and get shipped from the Mezco uh, website when you live in Australia later in this show. Um, mm. The uh, um, spoilers, it's not easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and finally, for me, um, NECA has been in a bit of a tradition of sneaking out uh, seven inch figures of the quarter scale DC stuff that they do uh, around Christmas. So last year it was the Michael Keaton Batman and before that the Adam West Batman and uh, Dark Knight Joker Christopher Superman. And this year, uh, just from some uh, posts on 20th International, it looks like it's going to be seven inch versions of the Batman Begins uh, Batman and the Arkham Harley Quinn that are going to be released. So these are, uh, I believe they're like video game store exclusives. Um, and is that right? Uh, oh, DVD. Us, I think DVD has had them in the past okay. year. Uh, Toys R Us, sorry, DVD exclusives. Yeah. So um, that's uh, based on some stuff that was posted uh, on Toys International. It sounds like these are coming soon. I just think it's nice that someone else is making DC figures in this kind of scale. Yeah, they, so. they're quite. I own the um, Michael Keaton one, and he's fantastic. Like it's mm, mm. Um, that regular quality NECA work. It's just a shame that they're only released with DVDs and only um, yeah. can come out in the states. And yeah, yeah, they, they can be a bit uh, pricey to find. But uh, the Reeves one, Christopher Reeves one, also had a lot of quality control issues. So I've uh, haven't wanted to pull the trigger on buying. Uh, uh, the ones they had last year for fear of spending sort of three digits and getting a broken toy uh, in return. So I'll be waiting to see whether uh, this Batman has the similar quality control issues or if he's fine and I might pick him up. But the Harley doesn't really look like the uh, Arkham video game Harley one to me, which she's based off. There's something with the head sculpt uh, just isn't quite capturing uh, that video game used, style. Um, yeah, I've got no yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I just think NECA should actually slow down their output because pretty soon they're going to uh, bypass Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's my news. Well, thank you, sir. Very good. Uh, moving into my news and the uh, marketing people at Sideshare Collectibles are probably patting themselves on the back this week because they released a teaser during the week that got many people in the statue collector community talking and hypothesizing and raging and all the other things that go with uh, being a self-entitled fanboy. Raging? Um, and, oh, okay. yeah, oh, they were, they were. Uh, and that is they uh, had a sneak peek at something they're calling the Avengers Assemble statue collection. And uh, in the preview we get a reasonably classic Iron Man uh, alongside a reasonably modern Captain America. Uh, in their statue glory, and we get silhouettes of the Hulk and what looks to be uh, an Izard Ribic uh, Thor with his hammer raised, giving us the impression that this is uh, some kind of a, a diorama-type set. So people immediately got to work uh, trying to guess the scale of these statues. Uh, a number of people, including myself, were excited uh, about the prospect of these being one-quarter scale because uh, I really want a, a classic Iron Man. Um, and I haven't actually seen it officially, but there's quite a few people who are sort of quote-unquote 
saying it's been revealed uh, that these are one-fifth scale. And uh, a bit disappointing if that's the case, but uh, definitely it looks like there's some mixed media involved because if I'm looking closely at Captain America, I can see the red and white candy stripes of his uniform look to be made of material. Oh. And often I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, his belt looks to be made of sort of faux leather pouches. I think you can sort of see it on the legs too, particularly the left leg where it's catching mm. the light does seem to be um, material. Yes. Now that I'm looking at that. Uh, yes, and it looks like uh, Iron Man could be up for pre-order as early as next week. So interesting. Uh, and I think uh, the chest and hands light up. So we get the repulses um, lighting up, which would be very, very cool. But we shall, well, I guess. Well, if that was quite scale, that would just be amazing. Yeah, I'm not sold on the Captain America. I'm, no, I'm no, not no, a fan no. of the more. Modern cap, but um, I love the Iron Man though. Yeah, I love yeah. the Iron Man. That's yeah. what I love. It's yeah. yeah, he um because it's really that sort of classic seventies costume, but a real modern take on it that just yeah takes the best of both and uses it quite well. I really like that. Yes, I think what a number of people were getting quite excited about too is that the Hulk appears to be sort of an enraged Hulk, big, um, and that's because the the two quarter scale Hulk statues we've had from Sideshow have both been sort of a, a passive Hulk, so people were getting quite um, excited and then disappointed at the the idea that they might be one fifth scale. But anyway, we'll probably talk about it again this time next week. Yes, we will. And yeah. Yes, uh, another sneak peek we got this week was the Sideshow Collectibles uh, Forlom, uh, otherwise uh, in some circles known as Zuckus, one six scale action figure. So he will always be Forlom to me. <laughs> but he looks pretty good, I must say. That uh, that head sculpt, the way it's yeah. textured and whatnot, and, uh, it's all looking pretty Impressive. I do wonder when they were creating these characters and doing, the, you know, the original designs, whether anyone gave it any thought whatsoever. Because, you know, you look at his head and he's clearly got this whole insectoid thing happening, but then he's got mechanical stuff built in. And you go, is that just kind of the race of aliens that they are, that they have this kind of combination? Or is it just a helmet? Or I think know? was he was one of the Doctor Who ones redone, wasn't he? I think they just took a bug mm. from Doctor Who and shoved some pieces on to make it slightly different. Hmm. Oh, well, there you go. But, uh, this looks really good, actually. Yeah, I, I haven't, does, yeah. um, I haven't pre-ordered. Uh, oh, now I'm getting myself confused. Forlom, the the <laughs> the the grey C-3PO guy with the insect head, um, or you know, as I know him, Suckus. Uh, I haven't pre-ordered him, but now that um, <laughs> we're we're sort of a, a Dengar away from completing a lot my enthusiasm for these guys has gone up so anyway um that'll yes that'll be up for pre-order next week so we shall uh take a pause and come back uh if you've still got any money left after the last half a dozen shows where we have announced some rather pricey items this should be uh, pretty much the one that broke the bank and that is the prime one studio arkham knight nightwing Statues. So this is another one of those gigantic statues that's going to cost you a lot of money. So I think we're looking at one-third scale to fit in with those ones we've been talking about. Geez, these um, – is it just me or are these awfully close together? It feels like every sort of third yeah. or fourth. But that's what I was thinking. I mean, look, I'll, I'll put aside my normal who would want this and spend this much money for it rant to 
um, be like these have come out so close together that if, if you were collecting these, like, how could you possibly budget to do all this unless you were a billion? Mm. Yeah, thousand bucks each times uh, however many we've had so far. But um, look, this is uh, Dick Grayson in true, uh, you know, video game style. Uh, he's reminiscent of the Nightwing we know and love, but he's been, I guess, improved upon uh, by video up. game. Yeah, by video game designers. So he's looking um, particularly uh, armory with lots of additional bits and bobs on his costume which kind of i don't really know that they contribute a whole lot it just looks like a a really bad sewing uh effort you have to sort of say i'll just sew all these panels together randomly um they don't seem to sort of feature any logic but uh, uh you know to their credit insanely detailed i really you know that actually does look like he's wearing some kind of sort of armored leather get up so they uh they certainly know their stuff in terms of the actual production of the piece and his, uh, his battens look very impressive. Um, he's a whopping 27 inches tall, and that's with him hunched over, so that's uh, that's pretty darn huge. Um, he's got a cost generally 1000 bucks. You're looking at 935 US dollars, and he will be out um, probably close to the last quarter 2017. Gosh. I do like he has um, a couple of different portraits as mm. well. One of them's a smirking face, which a smirking works works really well. For portrait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, switchable smirk portrait. Smirk yeah. portrait. He oh. does indeed. Truth in advertising. Yeah. Uh, I still think I'm the only one of these that I've I've actually had that and interested is the Deathstroke. Uh, I thought the Deathstroke was very impressive. Um, with all these, particularly his switch out gear, the way you, you could sort of choose swords and guns and staffs. And um, I do like Deathstroke when he uses his power staff thingy. So, but not at a thousand bucks. So, anyway, moving on to uh, something I just find, I uh, just yeah, yeah, I'm lost for words. Um, Hot Toys have announced one, another one of those kind of convention exclusivity type things, um, and it is a Star Wars Stormtrooper, but it is a porcelain pattern version. Uh, now, anyone who is of my vintage remembers growing up and there was always one of your friends uh, whose parents had this crap in their house, uh, and it is that sort of um, white china um, uh, dinner set feel thingy effect where it is um white porcelain with the blue kind of japanese uh, chinese time you yes. are referring to the willow, willow pattern that is actually yeah. what it's called yep and uh right i eat is that a lucasfilm easter egg what joke I remember, wasn't it called Delph or something? Blue, blue Delph or something? No, no, no. Anyway. It's like it goes back to the 18th century. It's a, I mean, there's, oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my my wife, look, is, I, I could, my wife is a huge I, fan of the willow pattern. So um, I'm looking at this and going, I cannot wait to show her this because she'll, I mean, she'll be horrified. But the, <laughs> it's like it's just, just, just amazing. <laughs> I, I can appreciate the artistry in the willow pattern like it, it's it's certainly you know it's yes. it's pretty to look at yeah. but i grew up with this everybody had it like it was um it was everywhere so this is a, a stormtrooper who's been adorned in this willow pattern which seems to vary from from different parts of his body um the one thing i will give them credit is on the back of his helmet there's actually a little uh uh, a little sort of diorama which looks like a an 8080 walking among some willow 
uh, trees. Uh, the rest of it is, just looks like standard willow pattern. Um, I don't know. To me, this is just completely and utterly ridiculous. I so don't... The next time you come for dinner at my house um, and you eat off the willow pattern plates, you Oh, okay. oh look, I, I, I can appreciate it as <laughs> as dinnerware. No, I'm, uh, I'm just dinnerware. giving you a hard you know, time. It's great. <laughs> yeah. but, um, oh, this you know, is terrible. I, I just think between dinnerware and my, you know, one-six uh, highly detailed action figures, you know, never the twain shall meet. Um, I, I think what has cheesed me off about this as well is I can remember a couple of years ago on the show we were talking about how uh, somebody wanted to release a pink Darth Vader, and I'm sure it tied into a charity of some kind, but um, the the folks at uh, Lucas um, basically said no. They, they didn't want to release a, a pink Darth Vader because it was sort of, you know, contrary to the feel of the character. Um, <laughs> and I saw, you know, at the time I thought that was disappointing, and so now they go and release this shit. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I do um, like his uh, blaster has the blue stripes from the chopstick design. Mm. I think it's from, which is a cool effect. And I think, Scotty, you might be able to correct me on this, but um, there was sort of a branding symbol in that sort of red mark too, which they've given the Imperial logo to. I think you'd normally find it on the bottom of the bowls or the plates, but um, they've got that sort of red ask, Imperial. have to ask Mrs. Mm. Scotty about that. Yeah. Hot toys are just going berserk with this stuff between, you know, the gold chrome and... Because people, mm-hmm. like, it, it could be the uh, flocked poo, um, you know, version and people <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Wait, hang on. Like, you're, you're talking about Winnie. No. Oh, I'm just saying it could be a flocked poo, you know, <laughs> oh, okay. stormtrooper, and pe- because it's that convention variant <clears> that <throat> they go nuts for every year, people would buy it. So, well, maybe it's the it's the Iron Man factor too. You know, I've just I've got so many already. I just have to have them all because if I don't get this one, it'll be the one that sells out and becomes really expensive to get on the secondary market, and it'll be the only one I don't have in my collection, and I'll forever regret it. it, it yeah. If yeah. If there was ever, like, if you needed a, uh, you know, encyclopedia picture for we've run out of ideas, this is it. Yes. <laughs> the, yes. Um, once you sort of look at his crotch, it's hard not to notice no. that. <laughs> the, oh, I'm not looking at it. I don't know what. It just caught my eye then. I haven't seen it before, but now that's the only thing I can see, will not I? Staring at the crotch of flocked poo. I'm just, yeah, yeah we're, we're descending. Anyway, before we go any further into uh, into the pit, I'm done with my news and I'm handing over to Eddie. And that's where I jump in and take over. So my first bit of news comes from Diamond Select and they are continuing uh, a box set of Minimates based off the Netflix Marvel properties. And our latest one is Luke Cage. Uh, so this is the Mike Coltier version. We also have a Misty Knight, a Cottonmouth, and a Black Mariah coming in in the set. But I think Luke Cage is sort of the star here. You can have him in a few different uh, outfits. So it's his hoodie look. You can have him with the hoodie up. And you can also recreate his origin episode there with the uh, tiara, uh, which is no. a very nice touch. So, um, no. No. no, no, you don't like the tiara? I, I'm not liking any of them. Um, no, uh, honestly, if, if I didn't have a name, <laughs> no. if I didn't have a name to go to these, I'd go. Hey, look, they just made mini mates of the Cosby Show. 
<laughs> Look, on the far right there is, you know, Felicia Richard. Right. Second from the left there, that's Lisa Bonet. There's <laughs> uh, Cliff Huxtable in a suit ready to go off to his doctor's practice. Uh, no. <laughs> they're they're no. mini, mate. You know what you're getting, all right. Not, not feeling it. I don't think that you... those sort of properties lend themselves well to this. Like, it's the same as the Jessica Jones ones that, you know, I mean, they're – you, you have to know who it who it is to understand it, and um, yeah, I, I just. But I mean, you know, cut on them. Like, you know, this this is the reason that superheroes and their their identities are created the way they are. You know, the reason these costumes exist is to give these characters an identity, and the the minute you you remove, um, you know, the costume elements, you, you're reducing that that. Not identifiability, if that's a word, uh, and I think that's never more evident than here. You know, if the, if the dude had a, an open, um, you know, an unbuttoned yellow shirt with uh, you know blue pants and, and big yellow pirate boots, it'd be really obvious who it was. But 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 then I mean, the television show, he'd look like a clown. Yeah, but you know, you, you could say that about Spider-Man getting around in a red jumpsuit, but it still worked. I think there are ways and means of being able to do it, but. Yeah. yeah, go for the Thunderbolts look yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Well, if you are on your millionth wave of mini mates and want to add some more, then <laughs> these guys uh, will be coming out soon. Uh, speaking of Marvel properties, we also have our look at the Marvel animated, aka Scotty Young statue. And this is Star-Lord, and this one doesn't really work for me. He doesn't have that sort of cute kid factor to him that the other ones have had. He's just sort of another deformed (laughs) sort of big character head, almost kind of like a pop kind of dude. I think it's because you're missing the face. I think Scotty Young, the way he does facial expressions. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Look, these – I think these are cute, but when – for some reason, I mean, this is uh, sixty bucks US, but by the time these get to Australia, they are honking expensive. Like, yes. You know, they are they are well and truly over a hundred, you know, something, and they're tiny. Like for so, you know, you look at it and go, oh, that's cute. Oh no, like you know, the, yeah, the Thanos, the 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 pass, the Punisher. You know, I think, I think they're, Deadpool they're, was quite cute. Yeah, they're uh-huh. really cute, but they are not cheap. Um, yeah, I've been stalking the Captain America one for a while now. Um, just like hovering with the button, but yeah, as you said, the the prices uh, they're not quite. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they're a little bit skewed. Oh, I think they should probably be around forty dollars US. Yeah, I, I think yeah. That I... Sorry, I think that um, just thinking about Australian price points that. There are, depending on the company and what their distribution to Australia is like, that obviously makes a big difference on prices in foreign markets. And I don't know what the Gentle Giant, um, you know, distribution stream is, but whatever it is, it's obviously not cheap to get it here. And so, Mm. so, I mean, I've seen these at kind of like the 150 sort of, you know, um, price point. And when you look at what it is, you know the size of it because they are, you know, has to, I can't see a um, about five and a half, five yeah, inches. Yeah, like, you know they're not big, and so it it's really expensive. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that'll be a uh, miss for me. 
that one. Uh, and next bit of news comes from Instagram, which I don't – is this possibly our first bit of news we've gotten from Instagram? Mm, that is must possible. be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the cool kids are doing it, so. Yeah. <laughs> so this comes from the official Transformers page. And it's the first image we've gotten of a figure from the upcoming film, uh, The Last Night, which uh, kind of just looks like a whole bunch of other Optimus Prime figures <laughs> that we've gotten uh, in the past. And he's sporting a lot of kibble there uh, <laughs> on his back. So it's from what I've seen scrolling through um, a few Transformer page comments, uh, people are a bit uh, not too happy. Uh, with this reveal, so I don't know if it went uh, as well uh, <laughs> as you'd sort of want previewing uh, these guys, but uh, it uh, probably won't be too long now before we start seeing uh, full pieces uh, of those waves coming out soon. And my last bit of news is something that I did get excited over, and it's a preview from Previews World, uh, and it's the Marvel Select Lady Deadpool action figure. Uh, So this is Wanda Wilson in all her glory, uh, and she's kitted out with a fair bit of articulation and web gear, and she also comes with a head pull, uh, which is a.k.a. zombie Deadpool. Uh, accessories, so I'm uh, very much digging uh, this I figure. Think they just announced a Gwenpool. Yeah, as I was well, going to say the same thing. Yeah, they did. Yeah, mm. uh, I think she she's a statue though, isn't she? A PVC. Ah, uh, yeah, PVC. I think yes. she's from a different. Yes, I actually meant to she put her in that script, but yes, they've also uh, announced a PVC uh, statue of Gwenpool. Uh, so Casbro. Hasbro must be ready to do an entire Deadpool wave by now. It's got to be coming. It's mm. got like I've actually been talking to a lot of people about this recently, and it better have a T Ray in it. Is all I'm <laughs> saying. But um, yeah, it's he would be at the point now. Like he'd be the most recent. I'd uh, even argue now. Now, admittedly, I'm biased, but <laughs> he he could be classed as an A lister now. I'd say in Marvel. Well, given how much money he makes them. Yeah. How much branding he gets just by himself out there. Mm. I mean, you could speak to most people around your office now and they'd know who Deadpool is. It would be, I think, I think we can call it. We're calling it here right now. Who's <laughs> <laughs> now Marvel. That's funny. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well. That wraps up the Articulated News, and we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Well, hello, boys and girls. This is John back with another thrilling installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. When last I left you, you heard this tidbit of a tantalizing commercial. World's greatest superhero, now the world's greatest toy! And if you were like Hellbot, you realize this actually wasn't a real commercial. It was actually a commercial from a movie. And that movie? Toy Story. This is the Buzz Lightyear commercial from that movie. So congrats to Hellbot on figuring that one out. It was a little bit of a... A curveball there for him, but he still managed to get it. So, 
if you want to be like him and try your own luck, take a listen to this sound. Now you can stamp, roll, and smash your own... And one more time. Now you can stamp, roll, and smash your own... And if you think you know what that is, you come on over to AFB Forum. That's AFBForum.com, just like it sounds. And you go find the name of that thread. You make a guess. And if you get your guess right, you get a point. And you can use that point to redeem for um, a baking powder-powered diving submarine, I believe, right now. Um, you know, I think we got it out of a box of cereal from 1978. Um, anyway, if that's too tough, but you still want to get the sub, you come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays, Thursdays. We play the picture version. You still guess in the forum. You still get points. And you still can, you know, try and win out-of-date cereal prizes. Anyway, until next time. This is John saying, peace out, Girl Scout. Calling Buzz Lightyear. Come in, Buzz Lightyear. This is Star Command. Buzz Lightyear, do you read me? Buzz Lightyear responding, read you loud and clear. Buzz Lightyear, planet Earth needs your help. On the way. Buzz Lightyear, the world's greatest superhero now, the world's greatest toy. Buzz has it all. Blocking wrist communicator. Calling Buzz Lightyear. Karate action. Wow. Pulsating laser light. Multi-phase voice simulator. In a secret mission in uncharted space. Pressure Space Wings! To infinity and beyond! Not a flying toy. Get your Buzz Lightyear action figure and save a galaxy near you! Buzz Lightyear! Available at all Al's Toy Found outlets in the Tri-County area. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. And these might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. And, Eddie, you've got something pretty groovy. I do. So, when I was a little kid, I was not a fan of horror movies. Uh, I was easily scared uh, by horror films. Uh, But... I weirdly had an obsession of going into the horror section of the video store and looking at the covers. That was about as much thrill as I was able to stand. Like, hated <laughs> actually watching them, but I, I loved just pouring over the interesting because uh, a lot of the horror films had, like, these nice painted images and ones like that. But one that really used to freak me out was this film, Evil Dead 2, that had sort of a skeleton face with just eyes that just Mm -hmm. stared at you uh, on the front. And it was a white box with just this skull head just looking. And it used to terrify me, but uh, (laughs) I was always fascinated by it. And then a few years later, a neighbour got me to watch uh, another film called Army of Darkness uh, that had uh, character Ash and he was modern-day guy thrown back into uh, medieval times and fought these zombie creatures, and it was a great comedy, and uh, I thought it was kind of funny. It was a little risque, but uh, a good film. And it was years later that I actually realised that these two films were connected, Mm -hmm. and in my teenage years sat down and finally watched uh, Evil Dead 
uh, 2, which is uh, my favourite out of the franchise. Uh, and NECA have done some Ash figures before but and Evil Dead figures before, and I've never actually picked them up. Uh, but I have been loving this Ultimate line that they've been doing with uh, the Terminator, some PlayStation figures and that, and they've just released uh, this uh, which is my toy of the week. It is the Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn uh, Ash Williams, and it's fantastic. So uh, it does come in uh, the lovely sort of ultimate box design, which is a nice, thick, chunky, it's about probably 10 inches tall uh, box. It's got one of these lovely Velcro uh, front windows that you open up. It's a nice image of the character in sort of a diorama display. Uh, nice little uh, sort of pictures on the back recreating different scenes from the film. Uh, nice little uh, sort of blurb text. After relaxing on a cabin in a vacation that doesn't go as planned, Ash is left with three dead friends, an undead girlfriend, and an angry evil spirit on the loose. As nightfall approaches, Ash must prepare again to battle the legions of the dam if he wants to make it to dawn. Uh, and also on the bottom of the box, this is one of the things I absolutely love uh, whenever a company does. They've got credits. So Director goes to Randy Fork, Sculpt goes to Adrian Smith, Fabrication to Brad Haskins and Anthony Machino, Paint to John Wardle and Jeffrey Trapp, Prototypes to Truecar Studios, Packaging to Chris Romeo, Photography to Stephen Merzrek, and Set Designs to Stefan R. Falcons, and apologies to anyone's name I might have butchered. Uh, in pronunciation there, but a uh, wonderful box. Uh, but uh, what I really like is the figure uh, that comes inside of it. Uh, and I got quite lucky with this guy. I actually uh, was searching around for him. He's been out for a couple of weeks now, but uh, he was getting some ridiculous prices uh, on the Australian market. It varied from 60 to to $100. Nice. Uh, for this figure, depending on where you were looking. And that wasn't just like one outlier at $100. There was two or three people asking for that, which is getting uh, a bit ridiculous. And the one I got I actually found from a seller in New Zealand, uh, oddly enough, and I'm going to give him a shout-out because I was actually quite pleased because they offered a um, – they first off had him marked down uh, on eBay, so they were doing one of those things where you can set it for 10% off. And then they also had a promo code listed in the item descriptions for $10 off. So I actually uh, scored this guy for $40 Australian. And the other thing that shocked me was I ordered him on a Monday and I had him in hand by the Wednesday. Uh, So that actually Hmm. shipped him from New Zealand and I had him in hand within two days, which is quicker than (laughs) I've gotten items from people in Australia. So I was very, very uh, impressed uh, with how quickly it came and the price I got it at. So uh, if you do see the Mighty Ape, uh, they seem to be selling quite a few thousand items uh, over there in New Zealand, but uh, I definitely had a good experience buying from them. Uh, now, the figure himself uh, is the Bruce Campbell likeness, a much younger Bruce Campbell than what we're sort of seeing on <laughs> Ash vs. the Evil Dead 
at the moment, and this is based on how the character appeared in the first half of the movie. Uh, and it's great. The uh, sculpting by Adrian is really well done. His face does have a little bit of a cartoonness to it, for lack of a better word, but Bruce Campbell's got such an oddly weird square face and expressive eyes anyway that it's hard not to know um, yeah. if this is really accurate or... Well, uh, he's... He spends most of the film with that kind of manic look on his face. Like it's um, yeah, once, once he, things get, you know, once things get started, uh, he kind of looks like this for the entire film. Yeah. So it's one of those ones like just in hand, I might be like, oh, but it actually does really capture the feel uh, of the character. Uh, so I do uh, really uh, appreciate what they've sort of done here in not only capturing the look, but uh, definitely captured uh, what was going through the character in terms of expressiveness, which uh, is something we've kind of been a bit tough on in uh, a lot of figure sculpts of recent is just having a neutral face, whereas uh, this one they've really gone for uh, the character to come through here. And I just really like the little touches that they've done. So uh, at a certain point in the film, uh, Ash cuts off his hand and he tapes it up uh, with a bit of material and duct tape. And there's some great sculpting on the duct tape, but the material he uses to cover the stump on his hands is actually a doily. And it's got the little doily pattern uh. in it. It'd be hard to see in pictures, <laughs> but they've really done like what a scrunched up doily uh, would look like, which is uh, very nice. And you also get a great sense in the sculpting of him wearing a bit of a shirt that's slightly too big for him, but there being a body underneath it. Uh, they've done just really remarkable in the way that they've uh, sculpted mm. the way that his clothes sit on him, and particularly like the lower half of his left leg. There's uh, rips going on uh, in his pants and They've captured that perfectly because it wasn't uh, sort of a tear. It's actual, like, cut rips. It's almost like someone just ran down it with a knife uh, early in production. In their cheap budget, and they've sculpted that almost perfectly to how that sort of looks. So uh, very impressed with that. Uh, it's just a really gorgeous piece to pour over and look at the sculpting. Where I really really dig this figure though is in the paint uh so the color choices are all very spot on uh but what i love is i don't know any other company that really does it so well but the way NECA does their blood uh is just incredible it has sort of a wetness to it so they'll have matte finishes on the figure but then they'll be able to get sort of a bit of a shine in the right spots for the blood that really look like uh, it's something else gone on over the top. And for those that don't know, there's a certain scene in the movie where Ash gets shot through the air and lands in a puddle uh, and then sort of comes to and he ends up with a soaked shirt and his hair's sort of wet and slicked back. And they've managed to capture that here on the figure. So he's got wet hair. It's nice and shiny and uh, slick through, whereas the rest of his face is a very matte co colour unless it's got blood splotches on it. And his shirt has sort of a wet shine in parts, but then is uh, has a matte wash over other parts where his shirt remained dry uh, in the film. And that just 
looks amazing. Like it really <laughs> looks like I'm holding a guy uh, who has either sweated or uh, had a bucket of water tipped over his head. It's uh, something really amazing that I haven't really seen uh, other companies doing, but their balance of creating sort of this wet and dry look on a figure is just really, really incredible. And I'm going to talk about the paint a little bit more, but I'm going to save it for accessories. Articulation-wise, uh, he's not super articulated, but he is posable. So he's got 21 joints. They're all either ball joints or sort of uh, uh, joints with swivel attachments on the end, like you'd sort of find in your basic elbow uh, piece on a figure. And you can get him into uh, a fair few basic poses. You're not going to get him in super crazy positions, uh, but for sort of standing around, pointing at things, uh, you're going to get him into most stances that a basic human would have uh, while standing uh, not super much on sitting down or uh, crouching or anything uh, like that. He does have uh, sort of one of those rubber nappies over the top of his uh, crotch piece uh, to sort of hide the upper articulation there, but uh, it is fairly soft, so you can get a uh, fair bit of movement and uh, stretching there. Uh, with the legs and you don't get a lot of movement out of him because of the cuffs of the pants but he does have ball joints in the ankles so you can rock them a little bit to get some uh, nice wider stances uh, but the other thing I love about this figure and pretty much always with the NECA ultimate lines is the amount of accessories uh, that he comes with so he comes with the shotgun or boomstick uh, now, this is how it appeared earlier in the film when it still has its full, complete uh, long barrel. Uh, he does cut it off uh, about the halfway point in the film, but this is when it's still fully intact. He does have a, a shot a axe as well, and I really like the axe because they've given it a blood look, so once again it's got that wetness to it, but they've gone with the green blood. Uh, so in the film, they constantly change the color of blood to help them avoid a very harsh uh, rating uh, in the U.S. rating systems. Uh, so this has the green blood effect running over it, and he's got lots of swappable pieces. So his right forearm, the whole piece actually comes off. Uh, you can have it with a uh, full hand on there, and the hand at the end is actually swappable, so you can have a basic... Uh, ash hand you can have the evil hand when it's bitten by his girlfriend and starts to turn on him and become an evil entity uh, or you can actually take that whole forearm off and put the amputated forearm that has the doily and duct tape uh, piece over where later on in the film he would attach a chainsaw onto uh, his head is also swappable so you can swap it from the sort of shocked expression into the Deadite Ash head, uh, which is that sort of nice uh, milky crisp eye contact lenses. And uh, the detail on his Deadite head is just spot on to how it looked uh, in the movie. I don't have a single complaint about that at all. Uh, he does also uh, have the Necrocom... No, sorry. Necronomicon. Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Uh, which is the key feature in all the Evil Dead films. It's the 
uh, Book of the Dead made out of flayed human skin that summons uh, the evil force and the deadites. Now, I do really like the uh, sculpting they've done here. It is based on the version of the book from the second movie that does look a little bit different from uh, the more well-known one from Army of Darkness. The only thing I don't like is at the bottom of the book, there's a pattern of teeth and they've actually sort of given it a bit of a tooth colouring, which is nice that they've uh, gone this extra little paint layer, but it makes them stand out far more prominent than uh, how they actually look in the movie. So it's one of the few times I actually think it would be better to remove a paint application and just sort of leave it <laughs> as the brown colour than uh, try the effect here. But uh, I do give them uh, points and credits there uh, for trying. But even just looking at this tiny little Necronomicon book, there's about four or five different paint washes of brown and beige that they've put into this thing to give it that book effect, which is just amazing that they've done so much paint uh, into one tiny little accessory. Speaking of which, you also have Professor Nobi's uh, recorder, uh, which is the recorder that plays the reading that wakes up uh, the evil forces, and this thing is covered in paint apps. They've even put uh, little metal pin paint apps underneath the recorder so uh, mm -hmm. and a couple of little other brown markings and there's a little battery flap and all that sculpted in there there's uh, some silver points on the side where you'd attach speakers into and the little plug-ins there like the amount of paint applications on this one little recorder uh, accessory piece is more than most Marvel Legends figures in their mm -hmm. entirety <laughs> uh, they've just done a really amazing job uh, with that, which is great because it's such a just side accessory piece that potentially they could have left out and you wouldn't even notice uh, that it wasn't there and included. Uh, but it's still not even uh, one of the most incredibly uh, painted pieces. That would have to go to uh, the Linda or Ash's girlfriend's deadite head. Uh, so he actually ends up cutting off his girlfriend's head in the film when she becomes possessed and it spends a bit of time around uh, still uh, <laughs> talking to him. And Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah. The sculpt in this thing's incredible. So she has sort of that, lack of a better word, fair fossidy hair and that's captured beautifully in here. There's so many tiny little individual strands of hair sculpted in. Uh, it must have just been a nightmare uh, to actually do, uh, but she has those wonderful sort of milk contact lens eyes painted on that have a nice, they almost look like porcelain uh, sheen. She's got black blood dripping from her mouth. She's got nice sort of wet shined up gums, but then sort of like a matte teeth. And what's really gross but impressive is they've sculpted her cut neck and you can actually make out the organs on the inside of her neck so you can sort of see her throat her esophagus her spinal cord her muscle tendons around the side it's just a really incredible uh the amount of detail they've gone into sculpting uh this because i don't even know if that was there on uh the actual set uh, headpiece that they would have had in the movie but uh absolutely amazing and then just the colour overall. She's got probably about another four colours washed through her hair to give that that nice sort of sandy um, brown 
look. Uh, and the other, uh, probably third character you technically kind of get in the box is the amputated uh, Ash Evil Hand. Uh, so this is running around in the film uh, like uh, Thing uh, from the Adams family. And he, once again, on the amputated part, you can see the bones and the uh, different vein lines there at the end. He's also got some nice painted nails. And he's even got sort of wetness in the bite marks on the inner part of the hands. And it's kind of disturbing but awesome. They've given it a sort of yellow wet wash to it. So it almost is sort of an oozing pus Pus. colour that's running out uh, of his hand. And it's just like little touches like that just uh, really had me excited. Now, he's not 100% perfect. The heads are a little bit hard to swap out. So uh, do be careful if you do pick him up. Uh, You want to be very gentle the first time because the peg in his neck uh, isn't super uh, thick or ball jointed. So it is going to lock in there a little bit. But uh, once you do it a couple of times, it does become easier. Unfortunately, he does suffer from an issue that seems to be happening a bit of recent where he has a gun, but he's got no trigger finger. Uh, on his gun, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, And his hand that holds the gun and the axe uh, isn't quite sculpted for both. So if you're going to leave him with the shotgun in his hand for a bit, it's going to become too wide for him to hold uh, the axe properly. Uh, Now, it is a little tight when holding the gun, and there has been a little bit of paint rub uh, from his flesh tone in his hand uh, getting on the handle. Uh, of the gun there but uh, for the most part I have uh, very little issue uh, with him overall and I do honestly think this is an absolutely fantastic uh, figure and set Uh, so in terms of ratings I'm gonna have to give this guy a 9.5 out of 10 dollies (laughs) 9.5 yeah if he had that trigger finger and the um, swap out heads were uh, a bit easier. I he would be a perfect ten, but uh, until uh, they get those down, and I really do hope this isn't the last ultimate figure we see from the Evil Dead line. I really hope they get to doing the Hero Ash with the chainsaw, and mm. they get to a uh, mm. Army of Darkness with uh, Medieval Ash and uh, Evil Ash there. But uh, fingers oh, crossed. For that. Most excellent. I walked into my local Zing pop culture store this week and I asked them if they had this figure and they said, uh, no, the owner uh, doesn't want us to stock uh, items like this because they're not family friendly. And I said, oh, that's a shame. Uh, I'll just go over and look at all your Game of Thrones merchandise then. (laughs) (laughs) And, And get my fix of, you know, patricide, infanticide, regicide, uh, you know, sex, drugs, nudity, incest, uh, anyway. Yeah. All right. Most excellent. Thank you, Eddie. That wraps <laughs> up the right. Toy of the Week. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Uh, the Shadow Knows. The 
Evil Khan calls on his fiendish friend, Dr. Makino. But Ninja Shadow, with blazing eyes, has the power to stop them. Makino and Khan take off. Ninja Shadow chases them in his mirage, each sold separately. Will they get away? Who knows? <laughs> the Shadow knows. Now you can get a free Shadow Agent's ring. It changes. Just like in the movie. Send in two proofs of purchase from any Shadow toys for your free Shadow hologram ring. Wow. The Shadow knows. Well, we're all here because we collect. So, feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And uh, Scotty, hi. What have you acquired? Uh, well, I acquired my toy of the week, my Mezco Classic Captain America that I'm about to talk about, and I'm I haven't actually um, acquired anything else since we recorded last. But I do have a <laughs> I do have a confession of sorts, um, uh -oh. which is that I uh, recently got something. It's, it's sitting in my big bad um, pile of loot, but you know I occasionally check the big bad clearance section just to see if there's anything discounted that I would really want, and I did end up um, getting something that I said that I was never going to buy. Um, oh, and you haven't become a brony. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. This is the um, the Catwoman bombshell statue. Um, oh, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, which is the you know her on the chair thing. And I had said that I didn't really like it, and I thought I would hang out for the eventual next Catwoman. Um, but it uh, the big bad uh, had it on clearance. And I had something small sitting in my pile of loot, which meant that when I added her in, the shipping didn't come to much more. And so then I was like, oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, that'll... So then the only one I don't have is the original Harley um, one, which I'm not... I'm, it has just never really grabbed me, so that doesn't kind of mm. fuss me. Um, but, yeah, I, did, I do recall saying, no, I'm never going to buy that. And now I have, so I thought I'd better confess it. Yeah. No. Oh, we're halfway to the original Adam Hughes Batgirl. No way. That is. I, <laughs> I hate that thing. That's not. That's not a, like, you know, the um. You know, the Catwoman one wasn't a. Oh, I hate that. I really object to that pose. Whatever. It was just a. It doesn't. You know. It. It. I feel like them. They will come around and do something else with Catwoman. You know, they have to start repeating characters soon, seriously, because mm. they're just mm. going so... I mean, I hope they um, don't, but, you know, Catwoman is... But anyway, that was such a good price. I was like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to predict that by episode 412, we'll be talking... Uh, we'll be hearing your review of uh, the Adam Hughes backup. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> not unless I become right. a... a not, not unless I become a misogynist between now and then. <laughs> Uh, which I'm not planning on doing. Uh, all right, Mr. Eddie, what about yourself? Uh, I've been buying a couple of things. So I got, Never. Uh, yeah, I got uh, a McFarlane Toys Saga 2-pack, which is based off the Brian K. Vaughan uh, comic, and so that's got Alana and Marco in it, and they're uh, very similar to like a Assassin's Creed or Walking Dead. Uh, style figure that McFarlane uh, does, and I always love when independent comics uh, get their time of the day in plastic, and it's a great uh, comic book series, so I do recommend checking that out. Uh, 
I picked up the second wave of the Rogue One Black Series. So Krennic, uh, the Scarif Trooper leader, and the C-3PO with the horrible red arm. But Mm -hmm. I'm a completist and all in, so... (laughs) <laughs> uh, he's going through. Uh, they did do a comic story uh, explaining how they got the red arm. That's not a comic I recommend. That's one you don't need to pick up because not knowing is better than actually knowing why he has that red arm. <laughs> oh, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really didn't. I think it was more just because I really like James Robertson and uh, Tony Harris uh, as a team and I was kind of expecting on hoping for a bit more out of it for a book that was constantly delayed. Uh, there, so I was a bit biased, uh, bringing outside uh, factors in and my own uh, hopes for it. Uh, <laughs> I had my uh, Masters of the Universe uh, next wave uh, come in from my sub, so I had the Night Stalker robot horse and uh, General Sunder arrive. And on one of the Facebook pages, someone pointed out that there was a seller selling figures from the Thunderbolts uh, San Diego Comic-Con pack, which is something that I missed out on back in the day. And since then, one of the biggest holes in my collection has been a modern-day Luke Cage. I've wanted it for a long time. And he had one for a quarter of the regular going uh, price. Yes. And I had some money burning holes, so I figured, what the (laughs) hell, I'm going to gamble on it and so i've added that to my cart uh we're not sure at this point if there's uh ko versions arriving of it or knockoff uh versions it's the only listing i've seen so far i did some checking into the seller's past history uh there doesn't seem to be uh knockoffs being sold uh but Something at that price, uh, I am a bit uh, wary of. Uh, mm. So, uh, is this the same seller that is selling the moon, the moonstones? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. I've been tempted so by that too. There were four listed uh, since they sell sold out. Only another Luke Cage got listed, but this was a couple of days after, and it was only the one that uh, sold out fairly quickly. So I don't know if maybe someone else who brought theirs didn't uh, pay and it just got relisted, uh, mm. or if he does have a, a barrel of them uh, that are just going to be constantly uh, going out. But I, I've kept my safe search and I'm just uh, watching through, but uh, I figure it will be worth the experiment anyway. Yeah. Uh, to it, see yeah. But It'd at the price, t- sorry, asking. Sorry, I'm yeah. not tra- I didn't mean to talk over you. It, it would be a long uh, time to go back and make so, to make knockoff stuff. Like normally, you know, knockoff stuff kind of around shortly after something's really popular or whatever. So maybe um, they, they have it. done it, and with the TV show, it could uh, potentially have been uh, impetus to do it. Uh, but from what it said in the uh, description, it seemed like they were damaged boxes of the exclusive, and yeah. uh, so the figures okay. have just been removed from that. So uh, be interesting. Fingers crossed I might actually have stumbled across something lucky there. If not, uh, I'll report back to let you know that there are KO versions hmm. zooming around. Uh, but that's everything I picked up. Very good. All right. Well, not that anyone cares, but uh, <laughs> I got my 
Sideshow Collectibles Aquaman premium oh, format statue. Sorry. How could we so, not care? I care. Ah, uh, yeah. you know, it's old news. He's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, I give him nine and a half out of ten. That's my toy of the week. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh you poor uh, Scotty, well, uh, Ben's uh, wallowing in self-pity there. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the Jason Momoa Aquaman in his classic uniforms yet at any target? Why would I be looking for that apocryphal thing? That's just so bad that it's good. I, th- I thought you'd be all. <laughs> uh, I have to find one and just mail it to you. I'm determined to see you have that figure in you. <laughs> I thought you cared about me. Why would you do yeah, that to that, me? I'm offering to buy you an Aquaman figure. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. No. All right. Well. If no one has any other items to report, we'll come back with our final toy of the week. You can make them fly or jump or crash or walk. Superhero action figures over seven inches tall. Each sold separately. Superman, Batman, Incredible Hulk. You can make them do their thing. Even make Spider-Man slide down a string. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over seven inches tall. These superhero action figures each sold separately. Batman, Superman, Incredible Hulk, and Spider-Man each sold separately by Mego. Well, now it's time for our second and final Toy of the Week, and Scotty is taking another look at the Mezco 112 Collective line. I am. I have been enjoying this line from the beginning, which was the first figure was the uh, Batman Dark Knight. I've reviewed uh, some Star Trek 112 Collective uh, figures on this show. I bought a Judge Dread so that I could join in on a review with other people that were buying a Judge Dread, and it never happened. Oh, no one you else do go on. Bought it yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, July two thousand seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, was very keen to get a Captain America from this line, of which there are a couple. And I was a little bit worried when I uh, saw that the classic version of Cap, which is the one that I wanted was a convention exclusive um and available only at the uh, american conventions that i wouldn't be going to or from the mezco toys website and i I alluded to this a bit earlier uh that the mezco website which is lovely and very easy to use but mezco only ships to the u.s so i was a bit uh, when i saw that um, but I have mentioned once before on this show that I have used the Australia Post Shopmate service. It is a free uh, service that, well, I mean, it's not free, but like you don't pay to use the service. You just pay for the postage. And basically what it does is it gives you your own U.S. shipping address um, that then uh, they forward on for you. And so, you know, one of the, you know, I guess trade-offs of it is that, Often the sort of stuff that you would be getting from a U.S. website is free shipping, um, so you're not paying double. Um, the last time that I did that was with the Entertainment Earth Guardians of the Galaxy set, and um, that shipped from the U.S. wasn't super cheap because it is you know a big box. Mm. Um, but this was actually really reasonable, um, so it was not it was didn't really cost me more than you know what it would have just to have it sent from big bad or wherever so that's fine um so i uh, picked it up from the post office just today 
And uh, so starting with packaging, um, just to explain in terms of this figure, there is a at least one other, if not two other Captain America um, versions that are, I think one's out now, um, but they are uh, modern portraits, um, whereas this is the classic one, which is, and obviously me being a classic fan, that's what I wanted. And so uh, on the packaging, the first thing that I was surprised by when I opened this up is that this is not in the uh, standardish 112 collected box. It's actually in a Captain America biscuit tin. Um, so, like, <laughs> it, when you open it up, it's like a tin that you know you would buy cookies for the Americans or, or you know, your Christmas biscuit tin in Australia. And I was like, oh man, I hope this is a figure and not just cookies. I'll be really disappointed. Um, uh, but it's not. It's uh, real. It's so lovely. Um, and oh, that's things falling over, but not Captain America. Um, <laughs> the oh yeah, no, he did. Oh, good on you, Cap. <laughs> Such a you know attention hog seriously, um. So when you uh, take off the top lid, um, then you get into the uh, kind of typical one twelve collective layer of too many layers of packaging. Um. So I talked about this when I was reviewing the Star Trek stuff recently. That for me, um, there's you know there's the tray system here. Each with its own cover, and there's just one too many layers for what's actually in here. By the time you've unpacked it all, you're drowning in it's like tribbles, you know, and um, you think, how in the world am I ever going to get all this back together? Uh, so you, you take off the lid, and then inside the lid, um, first of all, it's really clever. Uh, the, you know, it's the Captain America shield lid, and when you take it off, then there is a cardboard cover that is. Um, meant to look like Steve Rogers in the tank, you know, becoming Captain America. So you take that off and then you get uh, the first tray that's got the figure and accessories, the stand in it, and then under that is the what I think is the really unnecessary tray that has the um, uh, flight stand bit of the stand in it and one accessory and then the really bizarre i do not understand what it's meant to be um 112 collective plastic bag that comes with every thing empty <laughs> so i suppose it's <laughs> like you know if you were going to throw away the packaging then here's a place to keep all thing all your extra things which i like mm-hmm. why you with i just don't understand <laughs> um you know, we really need to interview someone from Mesco to say, "Explain the baggie, please," because mm-hmm. it's got it's got one twelve collective printed on it, and it's like a little press seal bag. And the Star Trek ones had like you know a belt in it, and this one's just empty. So I do not understand. Uh, anyway, when you uh, take this guy out, so this is of course uh, the six inch or one twelve scale. Uh, highly articulated figures with mixed media costumes. So the, you have a sculpted plastic head sculpts, um, hands and feet, and then a fabric bodysuit. Uh, in terms of what Cap comes with, um, there are two heads. There is the masked and unmasked, and this is the classic masked head, so it's with the ear wings. And then there's the Steve Rogers unmasked head. And um, I, unlike the Star Trek ones, which I actually found hard to swap, um, this 
is actually quite easy. I did. I was a bit nervous about even trying to um, put the unmasked head on, head on to take a photo, just because of the trouble that I had back when I was reviewing Spock. But these are slightly different, I think, in terms of the way that they're structured, and they slide on on and off really easily. So that was um, good. And they are really nicely done. One of the things that we were a bit worried about in the um, promo pics that we saw of this is whether or not the um, plastic was uh, going to be cast in a flesh tone um, or whether it was going to be painted um, and how it looked. Um, I think it is cast in the flesh tone, but it's actually not that, uh, you know, sometimes really kind of artificially uh, shiny um, surface that can be created by that. So it actually is fine, which is a relief because that was something I was a little bit worried about um, with these guys. Um, he comes with quite a bit of gear. Um, he comes with a, a stand, um, which has got the shield emblem on it. And that has got a foot peg in it. And then he does come with the, what, again, I don't understand why these need, the kind of flight stand gear um, because they they pose really well. They've got the flight that they've got the peg uh, on the base anyway. And I suppose when we get to a flying character, then this will be useful. I'm, but they're quite big, so they would take up a lot of room to actually um, use. And I just don't see the point of them. Um, accessories wise, then he comes with his shield, which I'm going to talk a bit about. He comes with uh, a, a dagger. Um, he has a belt on his a belt that's on that has got some pouches and gear on it, and you can actually swap those out for a couple of other bits of gear. He's got a couple of hand grenades, um, which I think must be accessories that more that are really for the classic um, version. Because I I don't know that modern cap runs around with hand grenades, does he? No, he's ever really run around with hand grenades. No, yeah, I, f- I found them a bit weird, but anyway, they're, they're they're still sitting in the tray. I didn't bother. They're, they're so tiny. I was worried if I took them out, I might inhale them accidentally. So <laughs> do that. But you know, there's extra pouches that you can s- slide on or off there, and then he comes with oh so many hands. Um, <laughs> you know, so the uh, there there's nine in the box and then two on so 11 in total that we're truly in hot toys territory here um yeah but i'll I'll talk a bit more about them in a tick because they're kind of a bit ridiculous um just on the figure itself um I'll, i'll talk about the sculpted parts first and then i'll talk about the fabric parts um the the head sculpts I think are both fantastic. I really love the um, the mast um, head sculpt. It's nicely, really nicely done. Um, the paint on it's beautiful, and uh, I'll just talk about paint now while we're here. Um, the gloves and boots are there's a lot happening, uh, a lot happening with these sculpts and. I, the, you know, there's, uh, it's all sculpted, of course, but there's straps and pockets and more straps, and it, they then have a a wash on them, and they end up just feeling a little bit overworked. Um, I'm not quite sure why they really needed to be quite so complicated. 
Um, and I don't know that I really get all of the pouches. Like it's kind of, it's kind of like classic cap, but then with, with extra nineties, mm. um, flavor built in. Cause he's got pouches on his gloves and on, <laughs> and on his boots and the glove pouches in particular really, uh, confuse me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't know glove pouches were a thing. Um, <laughs> certainly not practical. Um, Copyright Rob Liefeld. Yes, I know that's right. I'm like this is classic. You know, he's got feet, so you know. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, so I, I don't, I really don't get this, and I, I think you can kind of see when you look at the um, uh, this photos up on our Facebook page, obviously, that the sculpted straps. Um, on the gloves in particular are just odd and they make them um, unnecessarily bulky. Um, And I don't actually think they really fit with classic cap anyway. Um, And then the boots, same deal, lots of straps and things happening. Um, And then the wash that's been applied over the red paint just makes them look kind of murky and messy. So, the, the more I look at them, the less that I like them. Um, the In terms of the, uh, I guess, other sculpted bits, um, he comes with a harness that you have to put on him so that he can hold his shield on his back. And I'm going to talk about the shield in more detail uh, in a moment. And uh, that that is, you know, fine. It's nicely done. It's actually quite easy to put on. I wasn't really excited about having to do it, but it is. it actually slid on fine. Um, his belt is a separate piece. Uh, it, it is very hard to get it um, sitting at exactly the right join between the fabric um, blue of his trousers and the red and white stripes of the torso. So at the back it often looks like it's riding up, you know, and you can see his <laughs> undies. Um, the... Uh, but the, again, the detail on the belt is lovely and you can swap out between the, it comes with a canteen, um, that is clicked on. There's some pouches that are fixed, but you can swap out that for just another pouch or the little grenade things, etc. And then on his boots, he's actually got a place to put the, the knife. Um, articulation wise, he is, he is really poseable. I think there's 28 points of articulation on these. Um, you know, they, uh, because of the, um, the scale, the center of gravity is obviously not terribly high. And so there's, you can get quite a bit, um, of movement for these without worrying about toppling, etc. So, you know, that's one of the advantages of the scale as opposed to the, um, you know, one six scale. Um, and, uh, there's quite a bit that you can do with him. Um, but then, then we come, Oh, I'll do hands before we do cape, but do shield. Where did I say cape? Hello. <laughs> so I was like, Oh great. You know, swap out hands. Not really my bag. Right. But I thought I'll have a go at photographing some of these, but, um, there there's some really kind of odd choices here so we have um fists which is what he comes packed with then we have uh hands that can hold something but not everything we'll talk about that in a moment um we have outstretched hands that aren't really super useful for holding anything they're just more for posing um we have saluting hands 
that, that you can use so that he can salute, which is great. Um, but then there's kind of there's kind of three of them. There's 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 one one I think that's specifically for saluting, and the two that might be for swimming. I'm not really sure what like again what they're supposed to be able to do. I don't don't really know. Um, and then there finally there is a um, uh, a thumbs up, which you know that's very classic cap, right? And then there's a pointing hand as well. Oh, sorry, I take it back. The the hands that are there's a saluting hand, and there's two hands that are actually able to grasp the shield at the side. So, and I didn't get a photo of that because I didn't kind of work that out. Oops, at the time. Sorry, I'm playing with toys and dropping things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's part of the playing genre. with toys. I know. Fancy that, right? Um, so that's all fine. The shield. This is. I have problems. Um, I I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we know that, but I, I have problems with this shield. Um, so the, uh, you're hearing it right now. <laughs> so the, the the way that this shield, and I should have actually taken a photo of the inside of it. On the inside, it has a little magnet, which is uh, you need the um, harness to be able to stick the shield on his back. And because there's a magnet in the harness. Now, uh, that actually sits quite snugly. It's pretty, it's pretty tight. Like I, I put it, put it on and you've got to shake pretty hard to actually shake the, um, shield off his back. So that's fine. But then the, uh, in order for him to be able to hold the shield, we've got those hands that I was calling the swimming hands that you could use for him to be holding the shield like he's about to throw it or something. Um, but then for him to actually hold the shield like a shield, we've got a really unwieldy handle that is a bit, uh, got quite a big handle on it that you've got to try and fit in into his shield holding hand. And then uh, the in the glove pouches, there is a magnet that is meant to uh, help hold it in place. But this does not work super well. It's very fiddly and really tested my patience um, when I was photographing. And I, I kind of feel like that for other characters, you know, having an accessory or whatever that doesn't work as well as it should is you know, whatever. But, like, you know, when you're doing cap, the shield is the thing that, to me, it's all about, Right. So if the shield doesn't work well, then it doesn't work. So I actually found it, you know, whereas normally with Cap, I'm more inclined to have him, you know, holding his shield, um, that this is going to work better for me with the shield on his back and him doing other things because it's actually just a little bit fiddly and hard for him to hold. Now, you know, your mileage may vary. My, you know, I've, I've always, uh, you know, been very clear that I wouldn't put my phone motor skills up there as highly developed um, and posing stuff is not my thing but I just thought this is frustrating and this is you know particularly with 11 hands <laughs> <laughs> with 11 hands that you know we, we couldn't get one that that where this handle is uh, you know too big and, but also like Marvel Legends um the 
the problem of how to get a Captain America figure to hold a shield properly has been solved for quite some time um, mm. with, with the Marvel Legends wrist clip thing, which works perfectly fine, I think. Um, so maybe they trademarked it, and that's why Mezco had to do this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or you can't use our trademark uh, shield wrist mm. clip. Um, but, yeah, I just thought this is really – this is fiddly. Um, so, look, uh, the, the fabric costumes, the other thing I haven't spoken about, it is um, really nicely done. There is a nice um, little – they've done the scalloping on his um, – uh, top quite well with little plastic um, bits. Um, the you know the, there I do have one little blue thread that's kind of been sewn into the white on the back of his left uh, sleeve, which is you know an imperfection, but certainly not a disaster. And um, I, I'm so impressed with the the construction of these costumes because they don't limit movement at all. You know it's and 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 I actually think that this, for me aesthetically, the fabric costumes work better for me at this scale than the one six scale with hmm. superhero with superheroes. Like you know the but where I think you know we do have those issues where the bigger it gets, and you try and do something comic accurate, the more it looks like pajamas, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And and but this still works really well. It doesn't feel dollish. Um, and I, I, I think this is a great figure. I'm, I'm pointing out all the things that aren't perfect about it, but I, I do still think it, it is a great figure. Um, but yeah, there are actually a few nickels for me. I just think the shield is not well thought through enough. And but, but there's so much happening with it. It's not like they didn't put effort into it. It's just that it could have been done better. Um, the uh, the glove and boot pocket situation thing i think is really ridiculous and the more i look at it the more i don't the boots are terrible actually i really don't like them it's just they're so 90s um mm-hmm. you know, I, mm. I don't know am i wrong did, did, did captain classic captain america have glove pockets no no he's no. always just had the pirate boots and pirate yeah. gloves yeah exactly so i'm not i'm not sure what the deal is here um oh there's the shield off again um <laughs> <laughs> So look, uh, you know, jolly rating wise, I'm going to give this an eight. Um, I, I think hmm. you know that the shield, uh, it, 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 just for the shield and for the um, the the glove pocket situation, um, are the things that are not perfect. Um, I still love it. I can't wait to get a red skull to go with it. Um, hmm. And it, I, you know, I've, I've enjoyed the Star Trek stuff. Um, but this to me was the litmus test of whether or not I would really want to do superheroes in this line. And after this, I definitely do. Um, so there you go. That's my, my thoughts. Excellent. Very cool. Yeah. Eddie, where are you, uh, in terms of the Mezco 112 collectives? Uh, obviously Deadpool will have your attention, but is anyone else? Yeah. I, the Daredevil came close in grabbing me cause I like my guys in red suits, but they're still so, is that why you like Christmas so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm so jolly all the time um, but yeah they're, they're still not quite hitting that right spot with me in terms of their outfit designs and that it's just mm. they're just something sty- stylistically that's just not um, connecting with me but I've always 
generally lent more towards preferring um, sculpt rather than mixed media yeah. uh, materials. So it's uh, always going to play against my personal tastes, which is just something I'm bringing into it. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think I'll definitely pick up Dread. Uh, and that's another story for a, yeah for another mm-hmm. time. Um, but The Punisher is one that, that definitely has my interest in. Uh, I think the Red Skull is is sizing up to be quite a good-looking figure. So. Yeah. Hmm. I, I Very think, good. I, I was thinking about this when I was doing the photos and things that I think I like mixed media more in theory than I do in reality. Um, mm. uh, uh, you know, it's because you, you want it to work. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, you know, it is something that on one level is closer to, uh, you know, y- you can do more with it, but then there are limitations to it. Um, but but I, I I mean I I've always was really excited about this concept when I saw it. I'm still excited by it, and I'm just also excited to have different players doing things differently. Yeah. Um, yeah and so this is something that is you know I mean there's now other uh, people jumping on board with this you know sort of um yeah sort of th- th- this style of figure at this scale but yep. you know the, it's not it's the the uniqueness of the concept and then also the huge diversity of the licenses in it that mm. I really like you know and i mean when we were back in the news and looking at the frankenstein diorama thing and i was thinking wow if they're going to do that sort of stuff in this space, then, you know, you can pick and choose characters more and not feel like you have to universe build if it's more of a, um, well, I, you know, I don't really want all the universal monsters, but I might want the Frankenstein doorway experience or whatever yeah, that yeah. terrible mm. name was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, but keep up yeah. the good work, Mesco. Um, you know, it is, it is exciting. And mm. I, I know I've nitpicked, but I actually do love the thing. Yeah. Actually, awesome. not the boots. Not the, not, <laughs> not the glove pockets, but everything else. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, that wraps up our Toy of the Week. And when we come back, we're going to run through some feedback before we wrap things up. Dressed this way, she's a Navy wave. But beneath that uniform, she is the Wonder Woman doll. And now you can create your own Wonder Woman adventures with these other dolls. Major Steve Trevor, Nubia, Wonder Woman, Super Foe. Gotcha, Major. Wonder Woman, huh? Wonder Woman, Major Steve Trevor, and Nubia Doll sold. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. Pretty much like this next one. Take it away, Eddie. Uh, so this one comes from Eric's on the forum, and he says, Great show. It was nice to hear the continuation of the toy alphabet section. One question, though. For the letter X, wouldn't the X-Wing pilot be a valid entry? I remember that for a while before ESB, that was the name of the figure, and it was later then changed to Luke Skywalker, X-Wing pilot. Also, would Professor X or Prince Shizor qualify? Mm. So, yeah, I actually think there's some good choices for X there. Yeah, Shizor's X. a great one. I don't remember him actually just being X-Wing pilot, but, yeah. Oh, I'm glad I didn't get stuck with that one. <laughs> yeah. 
I just would have gone for Zorn from Marvel yeah, Legends and moved on. That's the only thing I can <laughs> yeah, think of. I, is Zorn, yeah. <laughs> I think um, action figure is one of the few areas where X isn't the huge hindrance that you yeah. might see in the categories. That, that is true. Mm-hmm. True, yes. Very good. All right. Well, gentlemen, that brings us to the end of another spiffing show. Yeah. It's time to say good night, goodbye, and see you next week. Good journey. Good night, nerds. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. Finally, from me, NECA um, has uh, done an update about the uh, – I have no idea what this is. Sorry. Give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, wasn't uh, my, this wasn't my news originally. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>